extremely expressive credentials at this point um uh, you're the drummer for sky harbor yes it's a, a prog metal band where you're playing some extremely demanding drum routines like it's, it's a bit it's a bit uh, it's a bit intense yeah gets, yeah uh, um it's so. cool though because uh, there was a period in the middle when um, i was kind of playing in a lot of bands that uh, it was fun to play but like i felt like there wasn't much growth happening mm-hmm. and then when this happened i had to like just dive into the deep end and just do it or or just fail miserably and that's really not a not an option far from <laughs> feeling at this point you just got off to our supporting deftones yes yeah uh, across um 15 dates in yeah. europe yeah right yeah. um we're going to get into that uh you know uh during the course of this conversation you have, you of course have your oxygen stuff going on that's your solo project yeah. um going to get into that as well and in addition to that you're the co-founder of the artist collective known as Dasta. That is correct. You've been making some waves, getting ready to make some moves. Yeah, I mean we the waves are hopefully just now coming. We've been planning the waves right now and okay. just like slightly hinting at a few things, but uh I think definitely the the chunk of uh, 2017 is I mean it's actually been now should be half it through for Yeah. So yeah, I mean uh, I guess the second half of 2017 will really see um The plan is rolling, rolling out like what we've action. been yeah discussing uh, for the last few weeks and months. So another thing we're going to get into is how at least from my point of view I've known you in a sense I started out yeah, you know, yeah, you've yeah, yeah, already yeah, yeah. you know we back we, <coughs> back, back yeah, in like yeah, yeah, 2000 yeah. since 2010 yeah. I've gone you seen you go through so many shapes and forms and versions yeah, and yeah. it feels like you're really into the evolution game you're really into yeah, you you know, like letting letting go of what you know and yeah, getting into yeah, something yeah. new which is also something I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about that so that's a bit of an overview mm. about uh, what we're going to be getting into sounds good so let's let's start with sky harbor right uh, how long have you been playing with sky harbor um so i joined them in 2014 when they did an india tour and i wasn't in the band at that time i was just like filling in and then eventually actually mid tour they asked me if i wanted to join and i was like of course was it like an emergency situation like uh so the india tour was a bit of an emergency situation i'm not emergency i had about 2 months actually i wouldn't okay. call it an emergency but at that uh at that level it was because they okay. had no idea what they were going right, to do right right and of course i know all the boys from way back like 2007 and when i just started playing and so yeah it was nice that they asked me i initially was like yo i i hadn't played metal in like at least 3 years at that point so it it kind of became uh, it's like are you sure i mean this is going to be fairly uh, it's quite a challenge for me and they were like school you know just do your thing and you know i'm i'm glad that they trusted me to do it so yeah that happened and uh, then mid tour they asked me to join and then um, i think 2 months later we went on the first like major european tour So yeah I think that's that's what really sealed it. Uh coming I mean, back to your question 3 years it's been about 3 years. Three years. Yeah. But not just any European tour. Like do you remember the moment when you found out that you guys are definitely opening for Deftones? Oh that one. So the Deftones thing that was just now and the the one I was talking about was in 2015. In 2015. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you kind of laid the groundwork for this. Yeah kind of. It, it was nice that you know we got this Deftones tour after having done uh european runs like this i think yeah. twice already and one us run as well so it kind of like because you don't want to like be opening for deftones and make like stupid logistical errors you need to be like on top of your game which i'm glad to say we were uh yeah so how we found out when we found out it was nice it was uh kind of like we knew about the fact that we've been pitched for this and um 
there's obviously like your gut that's extension that's helping you try and manifest manifest it but it doesn't ha- you won't feel that feeling until you know that it's happening and yeah it was quite quite surreal up until like the the, the time I had to get and sit on the seat for the first gig up until that time, I had no idea what what this was going to be and then when we played that first show it was like whoa so is it like is it a lot of pressure you know on yeah on though on on many different levels i assume like. yeah it is it is um there's a, i mean there's pressure in terms of uh, of course we weren't like the opening act and then two bands and then deftones it's it was direct support yeah so there's no room for error and what was the crowd like it was great i mean uh, numbers wise i think it was averaged about maybe uh, 2000 a venue per per venue and uh, they were all really i mean if you're a deftones fan you're already like open to like interesting forms of music and yeah. uh, so from that angle it was it was kind of nice for us to just you know because i'm sure at least 90% of the people there would have had no idea who we were and uh, just they were very receptive but that's what it's about right that's why exactly. getting an opening start exactly. like that exactly that's how it works so much deal. for us yeah yeah i mean we could just keep doing these headliner runs but like this is where you really start like making a lot more fans and what is it like inside the band right now i mean you guys just got done with this tour it's been what a few weeks or a month it's right? been like 3 weeks I it's think. been 3 weeks yeah, yeah. like is there a shift <coughs> kind of like are you guys feeling some kind of change yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of drive right now because also coincidentally with this tour we also just signed to a new management in the US oh, okay and um, it's not a huge massive company which is amazing it's like you know thing, exactly yeah. it's young guys who have not young per se but they've been working with like other management companies for like about 10 years now and they've kind of started their own thing they only want to work with like six or seven bands and really like pay attention to them and um we have a new record coming out uh can't really we still don't know exactly when but definitely right. in the um September October bracket and um because the management thing happened they've really been able to like open up new uh, you know doors and build bridges in situations that will really really help us in the long run so so the the tour combined with all of this news it's like really there's a lot of drive and uh, nice. a lot of positivity in the band and in the uh, studio like are you guys like in the groove like things are flowing well it's uh it's always hard considering the logistics of how <coughs> like me and uh, Kesh- uh Krishna live in Bombay and then Keshav lives Keshav here in Delhi there, yeah. and Eric is in Cleveland and Devesh is in LA so yeah, how do you guys do that how Dropbox do you and WhatsApp really yeah, so yeah literally that's it so we just send ideas across and who everyone's got their home set up so someone can just pick it up and then work on it on their own nice. and then re-upload it and there's like feedback and luckily we I mean not luckily but uh it's it's really hard to do that in the writing process so right. now that we're done with writing everything for the album gets a lot easier we don't have to do that so much it's just more about you know trying to meet and trying is the operative word you're yeah. trying to meet at least once a week on hangouts or Skype or something and just touching base Um, yeah cuz it's it's easy for everyone to just kind of they're all doing everyone's doing their own thing as well and what's what really helps cuz I've been in bands where everyone lives in the same city it helps that you hang out together and like you know the conversations keep happening but here you have to make an extra effort to make sure that every everything is like on on track and uh time is not being wasted it's right, so, so you guys are pretty much committed to doing this long distance band thing right yeah like, i mean it seems to be working for everyone um and uh it's nice i mean I, i i don't know know if i can say what the advantages of something like this are because nothing really glaringly that, comes to mind i guess it would be that there's a good reason for each member to be in the band and there's probably also a good reason why it has to be only that person and no one else and so you make the distance work yeah i is mean that, is that de- what it is uh it definitely um we're all willing to make that extra uh compromise because we want to work with the people who are in the band right now so i guess yeah in some ways you could also say distance makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> it's always nice cuz when we go back to tour and like um we meet each one of these guys like after like 3 months and you it's know, fun being, you know cuz being like, being in a band or you know being managed by someone it really is a bit like a relationship isn't it it is it is it definitely it is, is. Like, especially as you, as you say that i know you only half joking because You know, it's true. Like, <laughs> it is. I mean, minus the romantic stuff. I mean, yeah. who knows sometimes uh, even with that. But you know, generally speaking, <laughs> as a band with your management, you tend to have this 
real like relationship that evolves over yeah, time yeah. and you know with the management like, actually now we're going to find out because um, now these guys uh, i was telling about the the company's called empire rain and you know even when we had the conversation with them they were like you know we want to be the sixth member and um they seem very uh, i feel like it'll be a healthy relationship going forward it's definitely But, something that needs time yeah you know? yeah to see uh gestate so mainly in europe for sky harbor on um, actually no the thing is um, we've we've actually done europe now uh, we did it even just before this one we did a run in october and um we want to really focus on the us market and uh, empire rain is from the us nice so so you're going to be hitting the us sometime yeah yeah soon sooner than later i mean now just the whole visa situation over there has become such a pain in the ass so um it's going to be a little harder than you know just hopping across to europe but i mean we'll, we'll try and fingers uh, crossed yeah yeah hopefully need that visa man i mean <laughs> that's a whole other conversation <laughs> you know like as indian artists we yeah, can get yeah, into yeah, that yeah, yeah. but uh like you know let's just say that with adequate planning and preparation it's it happen, you know these yeah. these things happen and uh, there's no reason for it not to so coming back to your tone uh, sorry to the tour with deftones Yeah, everybody was just following your guys' Instagram yeah, and your stories because like how can you not it's, it's just like not it's like just like post that much how can you not like share if something these? happens you know yeah, you just want to know what's yeah, going on yeah. and uh, you know like obviously what happens on tour most of it doesn't actually make it to social media yeah. at least the actual <laughs> stuff uh, that goes little, yeah, little, yeah little, i mean little. on air the answer is maybe yeah. <laughs> but uh So I heard about I heard about some stories um you know, through, through, through the grapevine some um, of the grapevine is reached like, pretty far I'm hearing it through other like forest it, grapevine there's like, a lot of people know a lot yeah, of people you know yeah, it's a close knit yeah. community <laughs> so the, the, this uh the story involves Gino who's the singer of yeah. Deftones for those of you yeah. who don't know and uh in Kesha was it oh okay yeah that that's luck that's that's a very funny story so yeah I, I don't mind talking about that it was hilarious actually so our singer Eric he um Lafa instantly knew what you were talking about. He um I heard, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was uh he does like 2 hour warm-ups mm-hmm. before every show, Asinga. And uh, it's very great actually, extremely um uh, disciplined of him. And it's very loud. And then I think after <clears> the third show, we were told that he can't do his warm-ups backstage because like th- the tones are getting like annoyed. Fair enough. Or maybe that's, they won. Maybe it was just their their tour manager being uh, busy or whatever. Um, and so he went somewhere else to do it, and we were just hanging out backstage. And I, it was just Keshav actually. And he heard someone warming up like really loudly, and he thought it was Devish. So he ran out of the room, uh, heard it coming from the bathroom, and he just opened the bathroom door. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And Gino just looking at him, and he was like, <laughs> "I mean, for if." If you're a Deftones fan, which I mean he is, it's like first of all just seeing Gino in the flesh took a good three four days to get over, and then yeah this happened within that period. So he was just like oh my god, so, so sorry. So it was like the yeah. first few days of the tour, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you know. I mean they're all really like, chill guys though, so I think it more than anything I think it helped to just break the ice and be like. Oh. Yeah, I ran into Keshav a few days ago, and he said oh. that you know like it was. Like this interesting how there was this definite kind of like separation of course, towards yeah, the beginning yeah, of yeah, the tour, yeah, you know, because yeah. they're like you know well-traveled, established artists, and like there's an opening band. Okay, cool, yeah. you know. As it but having said that, uh, on day one, I met um, uh, Abe Cunningham, the drummer. Fantastic guy. He was like hilarious. He would just like lighten the mood, lighten the mood in any any situation. Really, really funny. And first day, I met him, and he was like, you know. Glad to have you guys here. Welcome. And if you need anything, just speak to our, you know, tour manager. They'll sort you out. Super friendly. And on day one, we were all like, "Holy shit, this is going to be awesome!" And it was. So, so you guys had a tour van or a tour bus? We had a like... we had a bus. I mean, not a like a nightliner. We had like a van actually. Those But guys, I had. I assume they had like. They the, had two the, nightliners. They had two. One van. for the crew and one for them. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Dope. And they had Beat the Street, <clears throat> which is like the best European nightliner company. Nice. Most expensive. Uh, so no, we had like a we had a, a shitty van, but it it had bunks. You had bunks. But uh, so me, Eric, and Savannah, a merch person, we were given the last row of the bunks mm-hmm. where the beds were so tiny. I'm I'm not very tall, you know that. And still, when I used to lie down flat, 
my head would touch one end of the bus and yeah. my feet would touch the other end and like there would be like this much space between the uh, the uh, ceiling of the bus and my face. So yeah, not fun. I mean, one, one, at least you weren't in like a 70s, like, you know, almost famous type. Like, oh, you shit. Know, like no, touring no. van. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't but, that bad. I mean, we, had, we, had a few, we had a few rules, you know, as long as everyone follows the rules. Like, the piss bottles have to go out. They can't stay. The piss bottles can't stay in the van for more than a night. Better than better than stopping on the way, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's the when problem. you have seven people. You can't keep stopping. You can't just and ask everyone to coordinate. Like, guys, everyone needs to take Exactly. Lead, you know? So... And if you're like, you know, drinking on the bus and shit, at some point, it's how many happen. how many times is he gonna drinking stop? Drinking on right? the bus, okay, cool. We'll, it's, yeah, it's, fine. it's the only way to pass time, literally, because you're like, fuck, we're gonna get there. Yeah. But of course, but of course. <coughs> so that brings us to, you know, our next segment, which basically lightning round. Yeah, like <laughs> lightning round number one. Just three tunes ah, that Aditya has sick. on his mind. Uh, stuff that you're listening to, you know, some stuff that you're playing in your sets, just stuff you like. Uh, I'll let you introduce the cool. first track. So, um, I actually haven't had the chance to play this in my sets yet because it's a very new record. This is by uh, Hugh Hardy. Um, he's a, one of my favorite drum and bass producers right now who's on Hospital. And he just put out an album called uh, Color Space. And this is, I actually don't know if, I, I, I might play this, but it's, it's, it's insane. I'm, I'm not going to say anything more, I'm just going to play it. Uh, let's go.
So um, this next one is uh, actually a new project that uh, me and a friend of mine, Bradley, also the guitar player for the Color Compound, which is the band that I used to play in. Um, he also goes by the name Schlick. So this is just something me and him have been working on. And uh, this one should be out on uh, Frames uh, label Lolit pretty soon. Uh, it's called Searching.
Um, so this one is uh, it's a band called Disperse that I I heard when uh, we were on tour. Uh, the Dublin Devish was listening to them, and like really really nice. They've kind of taken uh, prog prog metal and just gone to a brand new place with it. And this is uh, one of my favorites. It's called Kites. That, that was three songs um, chosen for us by Oxygen for various reasons. And we're going to go back into conversation now for another <coughs> 10 minutes, after which he's got a selection of a few more tracks for us, and then back to a little more conversation. Mm -hmm. So the second tune that you actually just played right now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's by Solar. It's, yeah. it's, your, it's a collaboration. It's a new project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between you and Bradley, Bradley Tallis, who's, yes. who's a guitar player, right? Yeah. So, like, I've known you, like, like we spoke about, like, spoke earlier for about six, seven years. And when I first found out about you, when I first heard you, you were and I still are a drum and bass guy. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like very synonymous, and you know, you were definitely like operating in a very comfortable territory. You can, yeah. One could tell, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. like evidently you live, breathe, and eat yeah. the stuff, and. <laughs> And um, it's not necessarily like you would expect, you know, somebody who's so comfortable in a certain territory to, you know, maybe like explore, explore something as different as what we just heard right now, mm -hmm. you know, solar. So, like, what, what's, what's that like for you? Is it something that you strive for or does it just happen or are you just curious and hungry? What, like, how do you... How did this happen so over the last few years? There's um, there's a happy side of it and a sad side of it. So the happy side is, I mean, since I listen to all of these different styles and uh, I'm influenced by it and I would love to be able to play all of these styles and make this kind of music, uh, it's nice that I get to do it to some capacity, be it with Sky Album or with Solo now or with Oxygen. And even within Oxygen, there's like, I'm trying to do like, you know, different styles and stuff. But one side of me that feels like uh, this might not be a very good idea because it might make more sense to just kind of really focus on one thing and drive that point home. Um, but to do that, I'll have to ask, I mean, tell my own instincts of what to make to shut up, which I'm not going to do. You Definitely know need to follow yeah. those instincts. Exactly. So it's nice. I mean, it's, it's also, it's nice to be able to um, work with different people. I mean, I could just start like a project for every style of music that I like with myself, but it's just, it's, it's not going to make any sense. So it's nice that I'm um, able to, and the main thing I look at when I'm trying to work and collaborate is to work with uh, friends of mine, because the journey that you're on when you're a musician is like actually what the gift is. Right. So, um, you know, I try and just surround myself with, you know, people who I really vibe with and um, it's fun more than I mean the, the music and the, the shows yeah the music and the shows are like a side uh, like uh, it's a bonus you know and I'll agree with you there I do much prefer collaborating with people you know who somehow are already in your life exactly it, it doesn't feel so structured at, at that point you yeah, know? yeah it's yeah. kind of like I mean, um, not not to say that I would never, because course. I have, I have, I've gone, but that, and that's also a great way but of meeting nice. new people. It's yeah. nice when it happens. Yeah, I mean, collaboration is one thing where you can really go anywhere, but when you're like, if I'm starting like something that has a certain amount of like, you know, I'm looking at least at like a year or two years or something, yeah. then I, I want to like make sure that it's someone who I know and I know I can work with, because I don't think I can work with 
feel like I'm a little weird that way. I mean, uh, when I mean for the other works, person, for yeah. the other person. For the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, from my ex- uh, from what I've heard, you have uh, I saw your set with Sanjuns that you guys did the joint set. Oh in yeah, 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 You made that live set in a day or two. No, we yeah, like we took about three or four days. You got yeah. solar. Um, of course, we spoke about Sky Harbor. You've got oxygen, which is it is is it essentially still a drum and bass avatar? Um, so that's the thing. It's like um, since Oxygen is my main um, source of putting out material that I work on myself. As much as I I love drum and bass, I can't stop making other things. So with uh, uh, the last release that I did, it was called Recess, which was basically a recess from what I was doing, and that was just a whole bunch of different styles thrown in. Nice. Um, and today, which we'll talk about why I'm here mm-hmm. today. I mean, what, what I'm going to be doing later today. Um, it's a whole other style again. It's a new live set that I'm developing. But in terms of releasing, um, what I'm working on on the side is another Oxygen Pure drum and bass release, which I'm quite excited about. Going back, nice. I can't. I mean, I, I love it. I just it makes me so happy when I Roots. when I when I yeah man I, I can't get enough. So Oxygen is tour. He's on tour right now with Micronaut. Uh, tonight, Thursday night, 8th June, they're playing at Antisocial over here in Delhi. Tomorrow, 9th June, on Friday, is at Antisocial Mumbai. On the 10th, at uh, Saturday, which is the Saturday, at Humming Tree in Bangalore. And on the 11th, at High Spirits yeah. in Pune. Yes. So, if you're in any of these cities, mark it out. 8th to 11th, four days, four cities. With yeah, Micronaut. And, and Micronaut, man. I mean, I've, uh, if, have you had a chance to... Yeah, yeah, he, he dropped by the studio and oh, he did yeah, a live stream. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm curious to just go and like, you know, pick his brain about what so, he's so doing. So earlier you were telling me about something like a new set that yeah. is, what's what's different about it? So um, again, I was just in. I mean, after watching uh, his boiler room set, I was just really inspired to like, you know, not just play a DJ set, you know, before him and or after him. I forgot what it was supposed to be, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just work on a new live set, and. Um, I've kind of tried something different here. It's a lot slower than what I usually do. It's around 130 BPM. And um, what I've tried doing is I've, I've used a lot of like uh, jungle style grooves and really slowed them down to 130. Not, not manually, but like what it would sound like if you know I had to play it out as a drummer as well. That, that kind of a groove like on the drums at 130 BPM. Um, and I've, I've, tried, I've tried to find a whole bunch of interesting samples you know warped them manipulated them a lot and then made a bunch of bass lines to fit with them i got some one shots happening i've actually not done a single run through of this set everything is just in principle it should work so uh yeah let's let's see what happens are you, are, you, are you someone who can produce on tour like do you find no i i thought i thought i was and every tour that i've gone for carry my laptop carry my fucking hard drive and everything it's from what I've happens. gathered like producers are like there are two kinds of producers yeah. those who can produce on a laptop in a hotel room and those who need their studio yeah I definitely I, unfortunately am. I'm in the second group just trying yeah. to get into the first group because it's, it's it's convenient right exactly convenient. and you feel like all your experiences on the road would translate really well into like if you if you capture it right then but yeah. I don't know for some reason it doesn't happen I feel like I need to know that I have five hours ahead of me otherwise I, I won't get into the group so, the, so let's talk about these releases that you have coming up. Uh, you mentioned that the the song that you just played us a little while ago, Solar. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the song again? Uh, it's called Searching. Searching by yeah. Solar. That's coming up on Lolit Records, which yes. is Frame by Frames and Soul Spaces label. Um, to, it's going to drop in a couple of months, I assume. I, uh, I in, in the, in the so near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <coughs> in addition to that, what else do you have coming up? So there's uh, new oxygen material, which I've been uh, working the on. The drum and bass stuff, yeah, which you yeah, just yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're still figuring out the best way to release it. It's it's almost ready. I had to kind of put that on hold because I had to start working on this live set. Uh, but once the tour is done, I'm gonna get back into that. So I'm excited about that because I haven't put out like a straight up drum and bass record. Actually, straight up drum and bass record, I don't think I've ever put put one out. It's always been that uh, kind of like half in that live zone because I also like yeah. doing the live the live band coming from a live musician uh, perspective. But yeah, so that should happen um, a few, I'm gonna guesstimate two, three months and uh, probably try and roll out a few more solo uh, tunes as and when they happen. And there's the Sky Harbor record which should be out also in a few months 
yeah, yeah. So there's three. A lot uh, of stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, I'm excited. This it really excites me to put content out. It's. It is right. Like, yeah, you can just. It's like now. It's a bit nerve-wracking, a bit exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it makes you feel alive. And <laughs> what are your plans uh, over the rest of the summer? Because as you know, as a lot of people know in India, we have. The gigs really start up yeah. you know, in August, September. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, that yeah. gives you some time right now. What, yeah, what's on your plate? Um, so finishing up the uh, the oxygen stuff. That's definitely one thing. Um, non professionally, I actually um, see, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I was saying I need to find a place, so that's gonna like take up like half my time. I mean, but it's the reality of being a musician. Yeah, right? like, yeah you, you got to find, you got to move. And the worst thing is of... being a drummer. It's like it's not like you know you get up there, you have an amp inside. I, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I'll have to like find something and soundproof it. And what is your setup at home? Do you have a drum kit there? I have in a your drum apartment? kit at home. Yeah. What, what I, do your neighbors think? Um, I don't know, and I don't want to ask. You don't them. hear from them. That's good. No, it's, so mm-hmm. I try and keep it like between five and nine p.m. Okay. Okay. So you have so yeah. you have this kind of structure. Yeah. Like unsaid. Unsaid. Uh, rule and we've been living you know, there I do wonder about drummers like I wanted to have a drum kit at my place for ages yeah. but that's the issue like you will you know test the limits the of so how it know. started out was we just got it out of just pure like naivety uh, naivety naivety I make up words naivety is I make up words as I go on um, frequentially is one I made up. Frequentially. Yeah, like frequentially, that sounds right. But frequentially, like, fre- fre- according to frequency. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I'm gonna add it that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when we, when I got my first drum kit, we just bought it and just started playing. And this was in another building, and of course they were a little pissy about it. Luckily, when we moved uh, 2000, in 2006 into a new building, they were fine. No one said anything. And now I have to move out of the building. So you're gonna like pack up all your soundproofing and your. I hadn't gear. even soundproofed anything in, okay. in the Bombay house, if you remember. Best of luck with finding a new oh, place, God. man. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not. It's hard. never fun, but yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. But know? yeah, I mean, I'm gonna work on this oxygen record. Um, what else? What else? It's it's, it's nice. I mean, I have a few like. Um, I I also play with the bartender. Of course. And Nikhil D'Souza, so there'll probably be a few of those gigs here and there. But yeah, mostly I'm kind of happy to be able to just sit and just write without having to having. You it's know, nice to have a bit of time. Yeah, time. there's no like gun to your head, like uh, except for the EP deadline. Yeah, that's definitely a gun. To Deadlines head. also. <laughs> so you have some more tunes to play for us. Um, yeah. Um, so um, I've actually been. I was meaning to play this on the Dasta box out. Uh, uh, Takeover that we did at Anti. I mean, at, at, uh, at, at Social in yeah, Bombay yeah, yeah. about. Two months ago now, was it? Yeah, just before I left on we, tour. We live-streamed it. Uh, you can find all the mixes on Mixcloud yeah, uh, yeah. under the social show. Um, yeah, these guys, it was it was you, Arman, Sandy, and you guys, and Kumail, and, yeah. and Kumail you guys yeah, played yeah, yeah. amazing sets that oh, day. It went down really was, well. That was awesome. Man. That was, it was one of our first live-streams too, over here at Boxer. Uh-huh. And was that the first one in Bombay? I mean, the outside thing? It was, it was. It was. And... Uh, it was pretty well received. I mean, it was guys, nice. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people job. came out, and it was hot and shit. But like, they were like, just out to have a good Sunday. So there was this tune yeah. that, that you were gonna play at that gig. Yeah. So this is by uh, uh, Corridors uh, Ritual. He's been I really like what he's been putting out. This one's called April Flows, and it features Nisa. I unfortunately don't know Nisa's full name, but yeah, here we go. Them all into play. 
song was uh, by Corridors. It's a New Delhi-based artist. Um, really fresh. Very, very fresh. Well done, Rizal. That was beautiful. Uh, this one is... I'm trying um, to understand. These songs are not simply the sounds. Let them play. If your Mulagar Chakra is not working properly, these sounds will be very difficult to produce. Yeah, so this one's... Um, it's from the first Dasta compilation that's coming out very soon, aka tomorrow. Um, and it was made using a bunch of samples that all of us had to put in one by one. Uh, so this is my track from the compilation, it's called Into the Vortex. And the artwork for this is done by Josie Ashish Tarkib. Ashish Tarkib Josie. <laughs> your attack huh yes really 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 nice personally um and yeah like we spoke earlier it's it seems like you just have a lot of new sides huh like yeah it's and, nice and it's, and it's authentic you know it's legit like it doesn't feel like you're actually trying to just do something new yeah, just because yeah. it would be nice but um yeah i really don't even know what to classify this as that that's <laughs> that's kind of why i like it so yeah. much i mean like yeah, I can see this all over my DJ sets. Just, like, just because just it doesn't fit into a category, and uh, it's so interesting. Thank really you. nicely Thanks, done, man. man. Thanks. Big fan of that stuff. And so very quickly, um, there's one more. Who's is this? This is from the same compilation. This is by Kathan Ocean Tide, and also it's, it's my fellow Dasta member. Also fellow Dasta member. Ocean Tide. Turn it up. 
Ocean Tide, wherever you are. Big shout out. That's sick, man. He's in Bombay, actually. Right? He's back. Nice. He's back. Good track. <laughs> That's really this compilation, huh? It comes out when tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Oh yeah. shit, yeah. man! This is oh, good timing. Man. This is good. <laughs> Sounds really, really nice. Thanks, really man. Nice. Uh, so yeah, the, I, I I can quickly tell you about what this compilation is. Uh, we when we started Dasta, the first thing we did was uh, we had this internal. Exercise. Before you get into it, ah, sure. Just to preface the whole ah, thing. Okay. This is yeah. Dasta, right? Oh, yeah. like quickly. Just go with this. It's something new, right? It came up quickly. I think that it just—it was like a gut feeling that you guys had. There's you, there's Sandunes, there's uh, Tarkib, there's Kumel, Arman, Ikez, Zokuma, and you. And Ocean Tide. And Ocean Tide. Yeah, 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 I'm continuing yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Ocean Tide. Oh, sure. So um, there's the six of you guys. What is, what is Dasta? What do you guys do? What's so, the future? Yeah, very simply, it's just. Um, We've just come together to um, share resources and support each other. It's kind of like a band, but you don't necessarily make music together. It's just like how you kind of everyone has each other's back when you're in a band, and you kind of have your own little. Um, everyone learns from each other musically as well as um, just life lessons and shit. How to navigate this industry because as solo artists, sometimes yeah. you feel tough, really yeah. you feel isolated. So this is like we're just very. Um, Mindfully trying to like help each other out and uh, and it's it's based on a need right like in India there can be a bit of a, a vacuum of like resources management yeah exactly you know, like yeah guidance sure. like knowing what to do so was this this something that you guys decided that you all need this and you're gonna get together and figure things out together basically yeah I mean to some extent we were doing it because we a bunch of in us were friends already from before but uh, this is just kind of making it a little more um, like you know. We're in this together. Let's and also, I mean, another huge side of it is uh, we want to try and involve um, the community of other musicians and producers who are coming up in the country. Who, I mean, we've all been a little bit lucky as well in terms of when we started playing and you know stuff worked in some ways. And uh, there might be people who don't have, don't probably know what to do in certain situations. So you just um, had your first Dasta producer circle yes. in Bombay recently. Yeah, and that was is like a workshop. That's actually it's uh it was Ketan's idea in the beginning. It's where you know producers can just come and listen to their own music on a club system, so they know how things translate. And also there's a bunch of other producers who want to listen to their own material, and there's a lot of um, sharing of uh, not opinions per se, but just feedback, just some sort of. Constructive feedback, and we want to try and uh, take this to other cities, and you know, get more and more people uh, to come in and create our own little producer circle community where you know right. everyone can just learn and uh, maybe even troubleshoot tech issues, and yeah. that's one of the the things that we're doing. Producer circle. There's a few other um, properties that we've been discussing, so, which, such as um, there's. Uh, I guess I can I can talk about it. So there's a very uh, so SSP is one, which is uh, this, which is what this compilation is about. Um, just started out as the first thing we did, as I was telling you. We all put in a sample each. There were six of us and six sample project SSP, and we had a week to take the samples and just make something with it. And the six tracks on the compilation that's out tomorrow are our personal favorites. From I think we did four sessions. So we want to try and take this uh, gamified music making uh, thing to um, other producers. Gamified as well. music making. I heard this phrase and it. it yeah. <laughs> do you want to explain what gamified music making is? Uh, I mean, we kind of give ourselves certain rules and. Uh, Just make a game out of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's like here are the rules. You get six samples. Each member puts in one sample. All six members download all six samples and make a tune each. Yeah. And what's how long do you have to do this? Uh, it, as in, how long does the tune have to be? How much time do you have to make it? Yeah, tune one week. Yeah, one yeah. Week. One it week. is really a yeah. game, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's I mean, how you allocate your time in that one week is, I mean, you can just sit on day one and just like bust it out. And you think these songs came out of that? Yeah. So these are all our personal favorites from. So there's one track by <laughs> each fellow Dasta. There's definitely a lesson in the guys. Yeah, producers, if you're stuck, just uh, just. Yeah, make there's it a, a game. Lot, make it a game, there's, right? Like, you can really uh, break through some hardcore barriers. It's pretty, yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> and uh, aside from the compilation, you got yeah. So we have a few things uh, coming up, and we will be rolling them through, uh, rolling them out through the uh, coming months. Um, a very interesting uh, uh, property called uh, Co Lab, which is a collaboration lab. 
um, and uh, that also involves multiple uh, producers having to work with each other for very short amounts of time like 20 minutes and swap computers and there's a lot of like cool is there a way that producers can get in touch with you guys at dasta if they want yeah, to get so involved yeah so dasta india at gmail is where you can mail us i mean no matter dasta india at gmail.com this d a s t a india at gmail.com yeah yeah so people can write into you they want to get involved yeah in any to. possible way and in yeah. fact every time we do one of these things it's a very open like you know who wants to come and just drop us an email or like register and like there's usually um, in the first the first 12 or 15 or whatever people who sign up they get to um take part and we want to try and keep doing this so we can eventually get everyone who wants Very to be cool. involved involved yeah so dasta is it's kind of a record label it's kind of a it's educational not, thing it's kind it, of a lot of things yeah, you know, yeah like you are supporting each other but you're yeah. releasing music yeah and you're also supporting each other and you're educating other musicians yeah, yeah. there's so much more and we're um, learning with them and the main thing is it's like with dasta we don't want to <laughs> limit ourselves as to what we do it's like if i have an idea tomorrow for something completely outlandish we might just do that you know like we might do gigs so or we might do just one you, it's gig it's whatever you want it to be yeah, it's whatever yeah, you need it to be yeah we're just trying to do something as a musician without just being music makers well goes without saying dasta has all of our support over Amazing. here at boxer we're really like into what you guys I'm are sure doing i'm sure there'll be a lot of yeah There, work between it's it's been good so it's been good already we've yeah, already yeah, done some things yeah, together yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know you always have our support uh, oxygen aka aditya ashok aka drummer for sky harbor aka a lot of things yeah. <laughs> thanks for popping by the studio Cheers, man, man. Uh, good good having this chat with you Likewise. for those of you listening uh, i hope that uh, you know you guys found this interesting maybe you found out a couple of new things about oxygen which you know maybe wasn't apparent or obvious before uh, as it's increasingly obvious this guy has a lot to offer and he's got <laughs> he's, he's he's got there's always more as it as it turns out <laughs> Um and once Should again cheers for tuning cheers. in peace, peace